All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Do you know what the problem is with you kids today? You guys think that all science fiction started in 1977 with Star Wars. We put the picture's name on everything. Oh, look, he's got a billion toys. Baseball's the T-shirt. What about movies like Forbidden Planet, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Solaris? What about Logan's Run? Baseball's the lunchbox. I have to possess this comic. Baseball's the breakfast cereal. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Baseball's the coloring book. I say we stay here and fight it out. Shut up, kid. You weren't even born when Star Wars came out. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want. Jazzy is—is is that how you would describe that song? It is jazzy, it is and it's jazzy. very relevant. <laughs> very, very relevant. This is Geek Stuff, episode sixteen. Too darn hot. It really is. It really is disgusting. It is awful. I, I don't know how that thing is still alive. I don't. He should be dead. I know. You know what? And you know what's going to ha- happen this winter? We're going to be saying, "Oh my God." Uh, old syrup guts is is he hardly moves at all anymore. <laughs> he, he's frigid and and no rough. rigid, rigid. No frigid because it's cold. Get it? God, That's that the was joke. Ter- oh, good. Thank God we edit this. I tanked. It's all right. It happens. So uh, we're entering our uh, second week of the massive heat wave striking uh, the studio. We are. It's true. And with a little bit of luck tonight, we won't have a blackout halfway through recording the episode. And speaking of my jokes tanking, we have some news about Transformers. Hot Flash. (laughs) No, not Hot Flash. We have some news about Transformers, most notably Brawl, who, if you would remember, he is the one that becomes the tank in the original Transformers. Right, Brawl. And Bumblebee as well. Okay, what's the news? Not going to be... Or it looks like it's not going to be the original model cars from the cartoon. What? Wait, what? Looks like Bumblebee is going to be a bright yellow Camaro concept car. And Brawl is going to be some sort of Chevy concept car. Oh, here we go. I've seen images of both of them. As far as cars go, they're pretty. As far as Bumblebee and Brawl go, it makes me sick to my stomach. But I heard that, you know, it's rumor, but I heard that Volkswagen actually said no to the use of Bumblebee or the use of a Volkswagen bug as Bumblebee really? in the movie. So I don't know if there's any truth behind that. And if hmm. that's the fact, then that might be the, that would obviously be the reason for um, the change in Bumblebee. And you can see where Volkswagen might not want to be associated with a gay character like Bumblebee. Sure, but at least he's a good guy. That's not the issue. Bright yellow car that transforms, obviously gay. Obviously, Volkswagen wants to stay away from the gay, which I don't understand, quite frankly, being that your majority of Volkswagen Beetle Bug and Cabriolet owners may, in fact, be homosexual. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. 
All I'm saying is that wow. that may be one association, you know, more of a widespread association that they simply don't want to be part of. I think we need to leave this this association alone <laughs> to get away from you calling Volkswagens gay. There's a flower in the bug, right? The beetle? There, there's a the little flower. flower holder thing in it. I think every one comes with a flower. It might. Does it? Yeah. Kind of explains Oh, like a, a little fake like sunflower or something, yeah, Like a it? vinyl or yeah, polyester yeah, yeah. flower. Really? Is that a surprise to anybody in That's this what I've room? Heard. Well, maybe you. <laughs> Sparky. <laughs> Sparky. Yo, Matt. We're, we're going to try out a few... Uh, and try a few new nicknames for you tonight. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna open the volley with Sparky. <laughs> okay. I'm Sparky because for now. Uh, because you know, I'm Big Kev. Right. And Mr. Fantastic sure. to my right and Matt. Yeah, it just it doesn't ring, right? No. Sparky. Sparky. In addition to the teaser trailer, which many of you have probably seen by now. Piece of shit nothing. Right. Well, it was a teaser. It was a teaser in the true form of teasers. We mean the one on Mars, right? Yes, the one on Mars. Another teaser that we're going to talk about later in tonight's episode really was not a teaser, in my opinion, was really a full-blown trailer, just a really early full-blown trailer. Okay, go on. But uh, the teaser f- uh, is out there. But there is also some preliminary footage of of Optimus Prime transforming and Hot Rod as well. And I believe it was part of some quick thing that was put together by steven spielberg and michael bay uh to show at one of these botcon uh, botcons out in la i guess it is um and you can find both of those on youtube or google video what's the sound that accompanies the transform is it like the old style oh uh, like that like that noise or is it like the new one in the signage (laughs) from what i remember when i watched it it was they were pretty uh there was no sound really it was just silent kind of test shots you know you mean they didn't show prime and he was like autobots transform no (laughs) are you done (laughs) what was it what was it there was no sound there was no sound no what i think the sound is going to be is the sound that accompanies the Transformers signage that appears in the trailer, there's this kind of like grating, me- mechanical, really like steel-on-steel grating sound that well, may be appropriate. Well, Michael Bay, Michael Bay has said that... Um, like that? Michael Bay has said that the design of the Transformers is going to be a little bit more realistic, if you can imagine that. Did you see the silhouette on Mars? It looks a little bit leaner. It doesn't yeah. look as blocky. It yeah, looks- actually, it kind of looked like... It kind of looked like a bigger version of Johnny Number Five from Short Circuit. <laughs> That's what the head reminded me. Johnny of. Five, number Johnny Five. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what the head. But again, it was a teaser in the true form of teaser. So we'll have to see where it goes. Cool. It's a year away still. So. Uh, I have a little piece of news. Do you? Yeah, I do. Uh, and it's about the upcoming Joss Whedon. Uh, picture Wonder Woman. It's Joss Whedon, folks. Not Josh. Don't make the mistake and say it's Josh. It's Joss. J-O-S-S. Josh Whedon uh, is uh, writing and directing a Wonder Woman big screen adaptation, mm-hmm. which, um, uh, of course, we're terrified about. Sure. Um, but he is now looking at Hottie. Hottie? Hottie. Ooh. 
Priyanka Chopra. Um, excuse me? Priyanka Chopra. Wait, what? <laughs> Who the hell is that? If you're watching the pictures right now that accompany the show, mm-hmm. or if you go to the home site, you can see a picture of Priyanka Chopra, who is now in talks to star as Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, this, this you, you telling me this wasn't really as shocking as I made it seem, I know. And her, her look is not bad. Yeah, I can see her fitting the role. She's a little thin, I think. Well, yeah, but she can buff up a little bit. And, and but my, I'm not going to lie, but my concern is her sound. Uh, you know, <laughs> all I have running through my head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I will use my magic lasso to get you to tell me the truth. I, you cannot, you cannot escape me, you terrible she's villain not person. Yet. You know, she's not signed yet. We're going to have to see what happens. It'll be interesting. You're racially insensitive. We're going to find out racially insensitive. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm Oh, not. wait. No, that was me. Exactly. <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, we will we will follow this closely, and we'll let you know as soon as we see or hear something. I guess it's the case in this. I don't think it's a stumbling block. Christian Bale? Batman? What about him? Excellent accent. He doesn't, he doesn't have an American English accent. No, I know. It, you, you know what? It, it's really... It, it's really a connotation in my own head, I'm sure, and in a lot of people's heads. I know I'm not the only one. Now, now <laughs> you are racially yes. insensitive. I am fine. I'm racially insensitive. You're well, afraid. Isolate it. You're afraid that uh, what, what, what? Come on, say what you really. I'm feel. just saying that people from other countries who have other can accents drop their accents. Sure. Can can do pretty sure. good American and accents. Look at Hugh Laurie. Actors are sure. exactly. Hugh Laurie in House. Exactly. Sure. You yeah. couldn't tell for a second he has a. Thick ass accent. I was surprised. Look, I bounce around online all day long. I read the blogs. I read the posts. I'm not the only one that's saying this or thinking this. I'm merely pointing out. Really? Yep. All the clan websites are saying it. That's right. (laughs) They have it on the big TV when I'm getting my hood dry clean. Oh, no. Damn. Okay, we're going to cut that part out. Are we? No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Come on. We better... aren't cutting anything. Come on. Woo! We cut out all your shit when you Woo! fuck up. No, we don't. I leave my fuck ups in all the time. All right. Well, moving along away from Wonder Woman would be Carrie mm. Washington, who played Alicia uh, in the first Fantastic Four. Yes, so. Alicia uh, Masters. Masters, correct. Did the I almost say masters. Alicia Silverstone? Oh, I thought you were going to say Alicia Witt, actually. Oh, well, because she's my <laughs> goddess, but right. other than that. So, can I just have a pause about Alicia Witt for one second? Sure. She is so hot. Right. Just wanted to say that. Fiery redhead, very hot. Did you see Two Weeks Notice? Episode 15. Too darn hot. Alicia Witt, too darn hot. There's right. the connection. So, Kerry Washington uh, has has confirmed that the Silver Surfer is indeed going to be in the film. Uh, at the licensing show that took place in New York, I guess it was about a week or two ago now, Right. Um, all the promo posters for the film were Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer, which I believe is going to be the title of the film. Which actually, you know, in, when, when you first said it last week, mm-hmm. it kind of didn't sit with me well because I'm thinking that it was... Uh, you know, I'm thinking that they're kind of trying to share the title between the two characters. But then I thought Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. 
Right. You know, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer. You know, next time it could be Fantastic Four and another villain uh, sure. name that I can't think of. At sure. The so it, what it does really is it, it, it solidifies the fact that he is in the film. It solidifies the fact that he's going to play a major role in the film. This I think because they're not going to I don't think that they would put his name in the title like that if right. it wasn't going to be a major role. Um, Tim Story, the director, has come out and said that it will not be Vin Diesel, even though people are saying it's going to be Vin Diesel. Uh, that it's going to be CGI. The surfer's going to be CGI. Vin Diesel as the surfer. How funny is that? Well, it's better than Keanu Reeves, which was one of the other rumors. Yo, Galactus is coming. Y'all better get off of this planet. That was the same as your Snoop Dogg impression. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Snoop Dogg is entirely a different voice. Snoop Dogg's like, yo, what's up? It's Snoop Dogg, y'all. See, that's different than Vin Diesel's like. That that's different. Vin, Di- shut up! I've been working this Vin Diesel. Fantastic! Are you trying to say that they all sound the same? <laughs> Coming out of Kev's mouth, yeah. I'm listen. I've been working on the Vin Diesel all day. Yo, Galactus is coming. Y'all better get off of this planet. It's way down here. I want to see him wearing them big glasses that he wore in Ugh. Pitch Black. Dude, Riddick, awesome yeah. character. Awesome character. Didn't like the movie. Vin Diesel's well, a big uh, D&D fan, no? Is he? Yeah. He wrote the forward to that, like, 30 years of D&D book or 20 years. Oh, yeah, of yeah. I heard about that. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard about that. I didn't hear that at all. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Speaking of which, um, when, when are we getting our game together? Fantastic. After you read the rules? You got to know how to play. I know. Oh, look at look at when look, this one. I, 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 you know when he was in swaddling oh, clothes. Oh. I was slaying you dragons. S- you were slinging dice. I was Please. slinging dice when he was still uh, at his mom's teat. Please. <laughs> you came up with Thaco? <laughs> no. Thaco. <laughs> Let him shake his head at that. Was not me. <laughs> Nobody wants to claim uh, cl- claim Thaco. It's so hot, we can't even stay on topic. No, it's true. What's the topic? Well, we have one more thing that I want to uh, bring up. All right, go ahead. No, and then I got one more, too. Oh, okay. Well, there was a book that came out. I guess it was in the mid-90s, maybe late-90s. It was called Zoom's Academy for the Super Gifted. Ah, uh, yes. By Jason Lethko. Fine little comic book from Astonish? Uh, yes, it was Astonish. Astonish Publishing? Um, I didn't know this, but they're doing a movie of it. The trailer of which is now online. You can find it. Wow. Um, I also didn't know that the film or the making of this film was delayed because Marvel and 20th Century Fox filed suit against Sony and Revolution, claiming that elements of the project were too similar to the X-Men. <laughs> of course they would. Okay. I liked the book a lot when it when it first came out. I, I read it. Um, I even have one of the collect, collected volumes that are out. Right. Really, really good book. When I watched the trailer, all I could think of was Sky High 2. Which would be a bad thing. Right. So any super-powered youths that go to school is automatically fodder, uh, lawsuit fodder for Marvel because the X-Men's about a school. I, I guess. I don't know. Retarded. But I, I don't see too many similarities to the X-Men. Um, I, I see more similarities to Sky High than to the X-Men. And Disney should be the one suing if someone's going to sue. Aren't these little, little kids, too? 
They are. It's a, it's about like they you know they find out that they have superpowers and they get whisked away to this school and right, they learn how to use their powers. Yeah, they're young. They're even I, younger than the kids in Sky High. That's what I thought. I thought they were like they're like seven, grammar eight, nine, school. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Calvin and Hobbes type yeah, age. Yeah. Uh, is this film animated? No. Oh, it's live it's action. It's live action. Oh, that's mm. so you should go online and check out the trailer and let us know what you think. Is that at? Uh, Apple. Uh, Apple. I didn't com. find it on Apple. I found it on HollywoodMovies.com. They have a trailer okay. section also, okay. um, but it's probably up on Apple now too. I would All right, you can find out uh, more about Zoom's Academy for the Gifted, Super Gifted. Oh, whoops! Maybe that's the reason they're suing Xavier's School Maybe. for Gifted Youngsters. Isn't that it? Yeah, but that was the title of the original book. I mean, it's not like they're changing it for the movie, right? So anyway. And uh, now I'm really excited. There's a, this is a segment that I've been waiting for, uh, a bit of news that I've been waiting for. Um, I am dying to hear what you thought of Superman. <clears throat> I, I haven't seen it yet. Come again? I have not seen it yet. Haven't seen it yet. Yes. Probably only the biggest geek event of the summer, maybe past X-Men. Okay, look. They changed the movie's opening day. They canceled the midnight show, and both of those were because of the World Cup. They were afraid that the World Cup was somehow going to interfere with the sale of tickets, which baffles my mind. I don't understand that at all. See, I want to go see Superman, yeah. but I got to watch the end of the soccer game. Oh, no, the football game. <laughs> When I got it, to watch the football. When it opened, I was unfortunately at work and was unable to make the movie. And then I, I was still at work. And, and that the holiday was, weekend, and that I was, haven't had the opportunity to And see that it. was what day? You have a job? I have two jobs. Geeks don't have jobs. <laughs> sure do. Yes, again. How do you think I support my habit? <laughs> so, uh, so I haven't seen it yet. Still. I know. will see it before next week's episode. You will? I will. And you'll be able to comment on it? I certainly will. We're two weeks it. out? That'll be relevant. So I don't have to watch great. it. No, that's awesome. That's that's just fine. Okay. Keeping the show fresh and relevant, I see. That's me. What important fresh task? Like Summer's Eve. What important task kept you from seeing it during the weekend? I was not around at all during the weekend. My family was the important task. For those of you who don't know me personally, my family is crazy and demanding, and I was unable to sneak away from them for even a moment. Look how bad you're making him feel. Good. He should feel bad. So. What's no quick- responsibility for this show whatsoever. He had to see one thing this week. One. I did my part. I went to see The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> Thank you very much. I happened to see The Devil Wears Prada as well. But you know what? I'll tell you this much. Fantastic. I saw Superman first. You did. Uh, you did, did you see Superman Fantastic? I'm out of your job. Yeah. You liked it, right? Awesome. There you go. Fantastic <laughs> okay. is seeing the, the... So why don't you guys have a little conversation? I can merely... <laughs> Listen and, no, and take no. it all in. It's not and, the same. And then I'll come back with my comments no, next week. No, it's not the same. Sure it is. I like it when you and I talk. Fantastic's just like an on the side. You just kinda... want to be able to berate me about my opinion of the film, and I haven't even seen it yet. Uh, that's not what I want. I just want you to, you know, take an interest in the show. Make the show a little bit more of a priority. Sorry. Can we also talk about... Can we also talk about the fact that you blew Fantastic and I off for a Pirates game this weekend as well? I did. You blew us. Oh, hey. Right slow off. down. <laughs> slow down, buddy. If uh, if that took place, I was not invited. My oh. invite was lost. Oh, that is, that is you know. And I got to tell you, I'd invite you go, myself to stuff. How can you go on the air and lie to both 
the the listeners and myself and fantastic Listen. who you absolutely and utterly blew off for a pirates a sealed deck was a sealed, a sealed deck, deck tournament tournament of pirates of Davy Jones curse that we were so excited uh, to be a part of uh, and you had to go and blow us off. I, I distinctly remember spending several hours with you opening up packs of Davy Jones curse you know the ones that I bought for me to share with you and yeah uh, I remember and. Uh, and I, I, you didn't mention no game to me at all. I was wow. I did not get my invite. He's crying late notice. I know. So what'd you think of the Cape Crusaders' latest endeavor? Batman. <laughs> I, mean, I loved it. <laughs> loved Batman. That would be the. I have seen that one. Batman, I did see that one opening night. Batman Begins. Awesome. So <laughs> very awesome. <laughs> That's timely. I want to know, fantastic, what you thought of the latest escapades of the Caped Crusader. And now. Here's Mr. Fantastic with It's News to Him. I thought the car was cool. I really thought his interpretation of the, the Dark Knight was spot on. And I did not like Katie Holmes's performance. I... <laughs> this is too much. I'm Mr. Fantastic, and that's news to me. Rock and roll. Matt, on July 29th, from 10 to 6, the Ducret School of Art is hosting Comics Sci-Fi Fantasy Day. That's right. Your free admission to this show includes drawing lessons, portfolio reviews, tons of vendors, lots of comics and toys. In addition to that, you can meet their guest artists who include Mark Romanowski from Magic the Gathering, DC Comics and Warcraft, William O'Connor, also from Magic the Gathering and Star Wars, and Tommy Castillo, who has worked on George Romero books and Batman. That's right. This show is going to be at the Ducret School of Art, located at 1030 Central Avenue in Plainfield, New Jersey, 07060. And you can go to www.ducret.edu for more information. I sure hope we're saying the name of the school right. Is it Ducret? If not, it's ducret.edu. Beverly Hills Cop. Hell yeah, it was Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. That movie is awesome. Right. I made out there in that movie. Did you? Yeah, the second time I saw it. Good for you. I saw most of it. <laughs> All right. So we were talking about the Transformers teaser earlier, and that is a true teaser as far as I'm concerned. But what we're going to talk about now is 
I don't think that it's a teaser. I think that it's a trailer, a full trailer. This would be the Spider-Man 3 trailer that aired before Superman. And although I did not see Superman. Shit weasel. Sh- shit weasel. That's it. That's the nickname. <laughs> that's that's my nickname for, yep. the, for this portion of the show? Shit weasel. Great. Didn't see Superman. Shit weasel. Okay. So uh, You really are towing the line from having to turn in that card. You know that. I know. So I, I did see the trailer uh, online. As did we all. As did we all. Well, what did you think about it? I mean, what's your what's your feeling? What's your opinion? It was really, really interesting. I think that it answered a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Um, I think that all of the speculation as to as to whether or not it was a black costume or it was not a black costume, especially that scene where he's pressed up against the wall. We know it is a black costume now because that scene was in the trailer. I also think that all of the people that were bitching and moaning about why doesn't it look like the traditional black costume? Why does it just look like his regular costume colored black, blah, blah? I think that was answered too. Absolutely. It was answered because they show very specifically in the trailer the black symbiote or whatever you want to call it. Let's call it goo. Goo, the black goo, covering up the costume. The costume and actually taking the form of the costume. Right. And nothing about the costume changes with one exception. The color. The spider. Oh, that too. Two exceptions. The color (laughs) and the spider. The spider in the costume, in the center of the costume, changes to the venom spider. Yeah, he looks more kind of more vicious. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, it's creepier. It's less happy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's less Peter Parker and more Eddie Brock. Right. Speaking of which. They showed Eddie Brock. They showed Topher Grace. Nice. I think he looks great. He looks like in the, the one shot and he's just like. Parker. Yeah. I, I think he looked really, really good. I think so, too. And and I have to say about this trailer, mm-hmm. I thought it was hot. <laughs> Did you? Very hot, this trailer. And and I'm not just saying that because the title of the episode is too darn hot. I'm telling you, uh, you know, I've been skeptical right. all this while when we've been talking mm-hmm. about Spider-Man because I, I find it hard to believe that they will be able to continue the success because think about three movies uh, that are joined that have had equal success or or greater success as the movie goes. It's true, with the exception of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. which which I don't even qualify really as a traditional kind of trilogy because it really is, in my opinion, one story spread out over three over films. three segments. I agree. Un, uh, unlike say the X Men, where the first two were excellent and the third one was somewhat less than excellent, and that's me being kind. Right. So I find it hard to believe. Um, or rather, I should say, I have been finding mm-hmm. it hard to believe that Spider-Man will be able to continue or rather uh, flesh out a third film uh, and have it be as good as or greater than the second one, uh, like like the second one was sure. as good as or greater than the first, depending on your opinion. Sure. My, my opinion, it was, it, was, it was very good. I thought it was better than the first one. Sure. And... If I may continue no, no, sure. for one more second with my rant. Um, the fact that uh, you have the same cast and crew mm-hmm. working together. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, you know, just from the trailer that we've seen, you can already tell that they have remained uh, unified Cohesive. under one vision 
uh, and that vision of Sam Raimi and the people who are making the film with him. Sam Raimi, the buck stops at Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. so let's say the vision of Sam Raimi. Right. And uh, I think that there's a lot to be said for that. I think that the people who decided 20th Century Fox ought to look at that and go, man, maybe we should have just waited for Singer to do Superman and then made that next X-Men movie because right. there you go. Here's a perfect example of why you should wait. Right. And this is just a teaser trailer. It's nothing. No, and, and there, are, there are a couple more things that, we, that I'd like to point out. Um, I'd like to really point out the uh, the fact that most of the Venom, well, it's not Venom, because they don't actually show Venom in the trailer. Right. Most of Spider-Man in the black costume uh, takes place in a bell tower. It's not that he's in the bell tower. Right. It's that he's tearing the costume off uh-huh. in the bell tower. And for those of you that don't know, in the comic books, in the regular, what used to be, Marvel Universe, right. which is now some scattered mess. Right. What uh, what you may not know, if you're not a big comic book fan, is you may not know that when the symbiote uh, or uh, Venom costume actually took over Peter, it kind of changed his personality. Mm-hmm. He was a lot rougher and angrier mm-hmm. and much more vicious. When he decided that, when he realized these things about himself, he knew he had to get rid of the symbiote. Right. And actually, he ended up in a bell tower, uh, removing the symbiote from his body. Right, because uh, if I remember correctly, in the book, the two things that really affected the the symbiote were uh, were loud, loud sounds. Right, which is why it was in the bell tower, and and heat. Because in one point in the books, uh, the Human Torch actually helps him with removing the symbiote. Uh, oh, really? Actually, oh, from Eddie Brock, that. I think it helps him remove it from Eddie Brock so that they can then capture eddie brock just right. as eddie brock but right. but uh so yeah th- there is significance to the bell tower so uh, i was very which, happy to see that in the in the teaser which is amazing sure because that is now somebody sam raimi we presume or mm-hmm. whoever uh is writing it is looking at the books and saying well here's this character and here's the significant moment uh with this character and the removal of this costume right. and so on and so forth that's nice right that's a nice effect Moving past the black costume into the rest of the trailer. Okay. The segment where we finally see Sandman as more than just his human form, but we actually see him as Sandman, I guess you could say. Right. Even though it was very quick and very short, I I thought the effects looked really, really good, really solid. And we're a year away. Right. Again, like we said about the Ghost Rider trailer, which right. is coming, uh, the Ghost Rider film, which is coming out in February, the trailer had excellent, uh, excellent special effects considering that the film is several, I mean, what, nine months away? Yeah. At least something like that. Eight months something away? Like that. Something like that. And uh, it had very polished effects for, uh, for a film coming out so mm-hmm. far in the distance. The same can also be said about this Spider-Man trailer mm-hmm. because we've we've seen effects that look like finished effects. And you know at this point they can't be finished effects right. because you know they're going to keep going over everything, everything, everything until mm-hmm. they get, you know, till they absolutely have to stop. So as good as that Sandman effect looked that we saw, it's probably going to look even better. Right. They also tease Gwen Stacy, which we all knew was in the film. That's not a secret. And for the uninitiated, 
Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker's original girlfriend before Mary Jane. Right. And she was killed by Shit Weasel. <laughs> Great. She was killed by the Green Goblin, much the same way that the Green Goblin attempted to kill Mary Jane in the original Spider-Man film. Right, by tossing her off a bridge. Right. With the with the cars and the, right. the whole thing. Right. Um, so, moving past that, I think the other part uh, of the trailer that we need to talk about is, is Harry. Right. Harry. Harry Osborn. On the glider. On the glider. Fighting Spider-Man. Fighting Spider-Man. Now, there are a couple interesting things here. Uh, you can find it online somewhere, or you can do it yourself. If you go frame by frame uh, during his sequences, right. if you get a look, and you never really get a good close-up of the front of his face, but if you get a look for what he looks like, he doesn't have a mask on, and he doesn't have a hood on. It looks like he has just some sort of faceplate, almost. And there's a scene in this sequence where uh, he's pressed up against a wall and there's a pumpkin bomb that looks like maybe it had been thrown through the wall behind him. And he turns to face the pumpkin bomb and the bomb explodes in his face. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I caught that in the trailer. Yeah, you have to kind of re- watch it real slow and you got to do the frame by frame, right. but you'll see it. It's very clear. And when you look back at him on the glider, you can actually see what looks like his hair. So it doesn't look like there's any full mask or full cape or cloth now right. i don't know if that's maybe that's preliminary stuff that they didn't cover up and they figured it's so fast who's you know who's really going to pick up on it no. except for the frame by frame well i gotta say no to that right because or, because ramey has got to know right, that exactly we're gonna scour people, this stuff people like us are going over it frame by frame or or they're really tinkering with with his look again which uh, you know needs to be done sure well first and foremost well, well first and foremost he can't look like the green goblin because if he I looks mean, the green power ranger yeah, exactly. Because if he if he if he's gonna go for that look, right? I think just that's gonna fail. They have to switch it up somehow, right? Well, I think the hope here was that he would he would go the hobgoblin route. Well, I, I think they're still saying that it's the hobgoblin, but but maybe they're only gonna call him the hobgoblin as a variation on the goblin, and who who knows? There is one more rumor that came out as a result of this trailer, and that is. They've been teasing the fact that there might be a fourth villain in the film. And it's oh, yeah? been teased for a while. Uh-huh. The latest rumor is that it's going to be Mysterio, which is kind of weird, kind of out of less field. Not one of the guys that I would have picked as the villain. Ray Mysterio? No, just Mysterio. Is they going back to that whole wrestling route? Yeah, exactly. And he's going to face Ray Mysterio? Yeah, he's going to pop out of the ground with the fishbowl on his head. <laughs> And he's gonna can you project, imagine? He's going to project pyrotechnics. Can you imagine Ray Mysterio as Mysterio, <laughs> little tiny Mexican guy playing Mysterio? Oh, well, now that's just silly. However, you know Bruce Campbell as Mysterio. Well, maybe that makes sense. Well, that's funny. Is that what the rumor? That's is? That's the rumor. Wow. Well, you know he has appeared in uh, the first two films sure. in minor roles. Sure. And he has a long working relationship with Sam Raimi. That's true. And there's I have no doubt that he will appear in this film in some way, shape or form. However, I don't foresee Mysterio as being the fourth film. It would really be bizarre and out of left field. But again, I think this could be handled relatively easy. You know, you need a 10 or 15. I mean, and that's really stretching a kind of segment where you open the film with Spider-Man defeating some villain. 
You know what I Maybe. mean? Maybe. Where it's kind of like, and that's what he did that day. Maybe. And then goes into the story. That's a way to introduce, you know, like... He, you a know, quick character. Yeah, and take the first Batman movie. It. Take the sure. first Batman movie. They took, what, uh, the opening, it's got to be 15 minutes at least, mm-hmm. where the kid, uh, the kid and his parents are walking through, much like Bruce Wayne, and uh, they get robbed by these two nobody thugs, and then the thugs are talking about it, and then they're talking about they're afraid of the Batman, and right. and then he beats them up. I mean, the whole segment—if they had changed uh, that th- those two thugs, which all right for Batman, it's probably important for them to have two thugs. But in a more broad, general sense, if they have changed those two thugs mm-hmm. for say, you know, I'm trying to think of a low-level Batman villain here. Uh, uh, a low they're level. All, they're all high profile, aren't yeah, they? they well, yeah. Like, well, well, no, they used him. No, uh, let's see. Clayface. Kinda, uh, no, he's too Kill powerful. Croc. Uh, mm, too powerful. Uh, really low level guy. Like, well, I can think of one from the the comics. Condiment man. Yeah, yeah. Anybody silly. Yeah, like somebody like real B level right. goofy. I mean, if they had done that, there's introduction of another. Uh, actual character to and they the resolve it quickly so again in spider-man it could definitely happen the same way it could be maybe he battles mysterio in the first 10 15 minutes of the film right and uh he takes off the fishbowl of mysterio's head and it's bruce campbell bruce campbell i mean that would be really interesting it could be it could be um but since you brought up thugs uh i've got a spoiler oh boy Attention, the following information is considered spoiler material. I'm serious, if you don't want to know this, you should fast forward, stop, walk away, take a piss, whatever. You don't think that does the job? I do, but I just want to reiterate it because I don't want anybody coming back and, and you know calling me a shit weasel for not letting them know that I was going to spoil hey, something. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just saying. Can't call yourself shit weasel and have it mean less. Can I call myself Sparky? No. Damn. Okay. So here it is. There are currently uh, some photographs online right now involving Sandman, uh, involving Uncle Ben. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What kind of photos are these? Fantastic? Anything? (laughs) No? Nothing? Okay. And involving the original killer or original thug that we thought was Uncle Ben's killer in the first film. Oh, no. And what it looks like... Oh, no. ...is that that thug did not actually kill Uncle Ben. Oh, no. But rather Sandman killed Uncle Ben. If you remember in the first film, they never actually showed Uncle Ben's death. Right. They showed... So Uncle Ben could be... A, no, they showed his death. They well, didn't show but they the didn't show his, his, his killing. Right, right. Um, You know, they showed... They showed the guy stealing the money in the wrestling ring and they showed Peter letting him go right. and then they showed, you know, the guy leaving the scene and Uncle Ben is now dead on the sidewalk. And so there was, you know, we, we assume that he was the killer. Spider-Man goes after him and right. kills him in the warehouse. But what these clips look like is that it was Sandman that actually killed Uncle Ben and it just kind of happened at the same time as all of this other stuff was going on. Were they working together or something? I, I don't know, but the scene is definitely Thomas Hayden Church as because... Sandman holding Uncle Ben, holding him by his jacket. Right. So, I mean, what else could it be? But didn't, yeah. Well, it could be one other thing. But yep. but didn't it, that guy ended up in the car? 
Yeah, he gets away. He gets in whatever. He yeah. gets he gets away, and that's and then. But Spider Man chases him. Did you don't you remember? It's the first time he kind of yeah, slings. Yeah, and no, he, no, no, no. I got yeah. that. But what I'm saying is, is that it was like that. Didn't they explain it was some sort of kind of carjacking kind of thing? Yeah, like like Uncle Ben was getting out of the taxi, maybe, and this guy was getting it. Something along those when, lines. Was well, Uncle Ben's car? Oh, was it his car? I don't remember. Whatever it was, but so it looks like Sandman might be the killer. Now, it's either one of two things. It's either that Sandman is indeed the killer, and that's the huge spoiler, or that the costume is making Peter crazy, and probably the biggest thing that drove him to be Spider-Man and the guilt and all of that was the death of Uncle Ben, and maybe he has some altercation with Sandman, and his mind gets kind of jarbled. Oh, that one's... I don't know. I... I I don't know. I think. I mean, personally, I think both of them are kind of a stretch, but we're gonna have to say. I don't know about that second theory. I, it just seems. Uh, it seems too bold to have those images online right now. It seems. You know what? It seems to me also. It seems that uh, my original theory about this movie might be slightly skewed with that information because remember I said, looks like a hot film, looks like a hot. Well, it is a hot yeah. trailer. Um, it's kind of. You, you're kind of throwing me off the trail a little bit with this because if they're going to actually do one of these, you know, backstory writing at this point, it's kind of, it that's irks why, me a little. Well, see, that's why I don't know that it's necessarily going to be backstory. It's like the Joker killing Batman's parents. That really bugged me. Right. You know what I mean? And that was in the first film. So you accept that as canon for the first film. Right. But now it's kind of like, well, we need to somehow tie Sandman a little closer to Peter so we'll but have see, him be the killer. But of that's Uncle why Man. I think that it might not just be simple backstory. I think there might they might try to work it at a different angle. I, my experience with Sam Raimi in the past is that he's kind of above that. I think that he knows that that's BS. And rather than go back and rewrite that, I'm, I'm much more apt to buy into the whole Spider-Man is delusional because of the costume and that's a vision that he's seeing. Yeah, I really but what, the what would create him. what would create that delusion? Well, be, because he's angry at Sandman, and he's angry at the fact that Uncle Ben is dead, and it, and he's if he's going through some sort of delusional hallucination, he could tie the two together in his mind, and that would be the impetus for him continuing to go after Sandman. That could just be their way of showing that the suit is affecting him, rather than just having him be a little pissy. A little angry, <laughs> yeah. You know, showing that it's affecting his mind. I, I don't, I don't understand where either of you are coming from. <laughs> this is like, I, I abs- I know now what Mo felt like. <laughs> well, we- we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. May. Yeah, May exactly. So less than a year away. I'm sure there's going to be more trailers and teasers and spoilers before then. So we'll have to see where it goes. Ladies and gentlemen. Prepare yourselves for the cultural event of 2006. As the relaunch of Big Kev's Critical Toys.com comes to you. July 21st, 
Go ahead, say. What do you want to say? What? What kind of car you drive? <laughs> a Volkswagen Beetle? <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> That's a good song. That's a good callback, fantastic. That is a good song. It is a good song, but it's a good callback. Is it Asswipe? Oh, is that is that my name for this segment? Asswipe? Don't, don't say anything bad about Kevin. He gets angry. Sorry. That's not true. You can say anything you want about me. It's just... There's, How about there's, what I just said? And there's then you no correlation. Then you live with it. There's no correlation between what you were saying... You're feminine. ...and what I was doing. It comes with a feminine flower. <laughs> what feminine? You drive a beetle. What about what I was doing was feminine? Singing is feminine now. The octave of your voice. What? I was trying to match the octave of the song. I'm going to call you Summer's Eve for this second. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but of course, Fantastic will want that cut. Because I that's say, what happens to funny in the show. Cut the funny? I don't know where that's he's That's funny. No, that. let's cut it. <laughs> All right. So where are we? Well, we're the going... The is uh, getting to us again. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, it is. Um, we're, well, we're actually, we're going to cool it down right now. Um, because we're going to once again venture into the stars documentary, the Hollywood reporter comic books on film. Do we have to? Yeah, we have to because, because until we've covered the entire thing in shit, I won't be satisfied. I'm getting Ajita just because this is exactly the kind of thing that gives us as a people a bad name. I agree with you there. This, this douche here is just horrendous and it's, it's. It's just it's this sort of inaccurate reporting that is creating stereotypes and, and giving out false misleading information about the community at large. Well, why don't we why don't we get into the first bit and uh, tonight we'll go with uh, tonight the topic we're discussing tonight is uh, the part of the the part of the documentary that we are discussing tonight will be uh, a segment they call graphic novels. Correct. And uh, let's see what they have to say about graphic novels. 
superheroes are not the only stars of comic book movie adaptations. Horace Kitt from The Hollywood Reporter tells us how the graphic novel is adapting well onto the big screen. Okay, so right out of the gate we have, uh, what did we decide that his name was? Boris. No, it's uh, it's Tom Taylor. Oh, right. Doing right. the narration with his uh, squeaky clean Muppet uh, gay Frank Oz uh, voice. So um, right away, they're talking about how graphic novels are making their way to the big screen. Right. And already I'm ticked off. Sure. Because, it, it you know, it's now they want to dice it up into even more little parts. Mm -hmm. And they can't get the parts correct that they've already discussed. Well, let's... Yeah. And they open, and, and right away, they're opening with V for Vendetta. Okay, they but open, it's not bad, though. Is that no, bad? No one's saying it's bad. I like seeing Natalie Portman. I love that goddamn movie. It was incredible, incredible right. translation of film. But it's not a graphic novel. It did not start out as a graphic novel. What they want to say is that graphic novels are making their way to film, and then they show, they show V for Vendetta, they show history of violence, and they show uh, road to perdition. Road to perdition. But see, this blurs the, that line that we have. We had this conversation back when we did Wizards List of graphic novels, right? right? And this blurs that line of what is a graphic novel versus what is a trade paperback. And I'm V gonna, for Vendetta is a is a trade. Am I correct? Is a trade paperback. But Road to Perdition is a graphic is novel. a graphic novel, right? How we define it. But I, I think that that line is blurred again. So they're not giving accurate information, and not only that, as you're gonna see, they just completely contradict themselves. Well, let's let's let's, let's let it there. play. Let's let it play. How is Michael? Is he okay? I've spoken to him. Well, comic books and graphic novels really are the same thing. Comic books have sort of a, a kiddie connotation What's to them because it's something that you read, you know, when you're a kid. And graphic novels, because it's got the word novel in it, you know, has a more mature subtext to it. And instead of saying it's cartoons or comic strips, it's got the word graphic in it. But it's still the same thing. It's still panels of illustrations and text and word balloons, and you're telling a story. This guy is a complete Boob. Okay, so this is exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. Now we have Boris, and, and how's that? How's that being spelled? B O R Y S. In case you want to Google what a guy who doesn't know anything about what he's talking about looks like, it's <laughs> B O. I want to make sure we get it correct. R Y S. Boris. Kit. K I T. K I T. From the Hollywood Reporter, and. He's so completely wrong that it's it's jarringly bad. I, I'm I'm trying to determine what his point. I I think that maybe he wants to make a different point than he makes. I think that's what bothers me. What he says, pretty much, right? I think is, I can do the impression. Uh, go ahead. So comic books and graphic novels are really the same thing, right? No, is that it? Is that good? That, well, that's close, and. And they so are not the same thing. They are not the same thing. There is a similarity between the two. Yeah, they're both illustrated. Right. Right. But that's not even my problem. I, you know, I could get over that. I can get over that. I can get past that. My problem is that he says that comic books have a childish connotation to them. A kitty. As he said, kitty. Kitty. A kitty connotation to them. Right, because they're drawn with little word bubbles. But graphic novels 
because they have the word novel in them are for adults or for a more mature audience. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Because Just ridiculous. That's right. Because, because you know what? Let me tell you, uh, when I pick up books like, I don't know, let me pick anything at random, um, Crisis. Right. Or the prelude to Crisis. Right. And Blue Beetle gets his brains shot out. What I'm thinking is, I think kids should read this. Right. You know, like what? You're right. Absolutely a kiddie connotation. You're absolutely right, you idiot. This guy doesn't know. Another one who thinks he knows what he's talking about and just doesn't. If you say to somebody who doesn't know the difference between comic book, graphic novel, trade paperback, there's going to be a difference in their mind, though. If you say, oh, I'm going over there to sit and read a comic book as opposed to I'm going over there to read a graphic novel. Right. You know what graphic novel? Them. The term graphic novel was created to make it seem less like we as adults were immature and not acting uh, our ages when reading illustrated material of any type. That's when the term graphic novel comes from. Because you know what? You know what? Uh, Road to Perdition and History of Violence, you know what they are? They're comic books. They are. Ghost World was another one, yeah, right? They're comic books. They're comic books that are that are that are an inch thick, some of them. From Hell was a comic book. Was a series of comic books collected together. Viva Vendetta was a com wasn't even a comic book, it was a comic it was like a strip almost in a magazine. Right. Before it became issues in the US, before it became collected into one volume. The other thing that I could imagine him saying that he doesn't say at least this far in is that the word comic denotes humor and that's another kitty. reason why they're kitty yeah. well yeah and that's another reason why they're calling them graphic novels to get them out there to different i mean everything you've named so far is pretty dark pretty adult right. i mean it could be and a way of labeling all but he's not saying and not only that we can't you know we, we can only tell you that they're also showing they're also showing clips of uh uh history of violence road to perdition they're also showing clips of Sin City and and having the you know the the comic panels swoop in and saying you know in a discussion about graphic novels again not a graphic novel right. but I think they get into he that. gets into that let's let's listen let's go uh, one of the more famous graphic novels is the return of the dark knight okay so here we go one of the most more what did he say one of the more popular graphic novels was the return of the dark knight not what? a graphic novel. Not ass. only was it not a graphic novel, but at least get the name right. <laughs> the Dark Knight Returns, not you, the Return of the Dark Knight. Even I could that's, take this one. That's like Come the on. sunset is the Return of the Dark Knight. Yeah, the Return of the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> like what? It's uh, it's ridiculous. It it was a comic book series. It was four issues long. I think it was four. Maybe yeah, it was six. About four or six. Whatever it was. It was a comic book. There was no graphic novel. The word graphic novel wasn't even the, the term graphic novel was not even in use then. Mm -hmm. And it's not a graphic novel. It is a trade paperback collected series of comic books, not a graphic novel. My problem is him fucking up the name. That's not my problem is the bigger picture here is that, again, here is a documentary ex attempting to explain to non-geeks you know the the in a very low and very basic mm -hmm. sense something about at least this aspect of the culture and he's wrong it's like saying it's like saying, like pick any culture it's like saying we eat watermelon 
Right. Like it's that level of incorrectness. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, it's that level of of misinformation that is really it's like those it's like the Nazi propaganda films about the Jews. It's a mockumentary. This guy could be played by Christopher Guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, yeah, I mean it's that ridiculous a uh, 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 thing. And, and and to to single out Dark Knight as the graphic novel of, of choice, one of the more popular ones. Is it? No, it's not a graphic novel. They give examples of graphic novels. Why the fuck don't they use those? My perspective on this being kind of on the sidelines and looking at this guy being interviewed is kind of like him going up there and being an expert on Shakespeare and then talking about like Juliet and Romeo and then going on and <laughs> No, it's worse than that. It's <laughs> like talking about Marlowe plays. It's like it's it's completely Yeah, they're both plays. I mean, it's just it, it's so completely far off the point that it's just it turns out to be just misinformation. I think he's scared at this point to be honest. I think well, they're asking he scared of? I th- no, I think they're asking him questions and he's grasping for straws he's just and he kind of looks up. he looks rattled. But then you also have original graphic novels, which people just draw and write just to make it a graphic novel. And Road to Perdition is an example of that. History of Violence is another example of that. Now, here we go. The reason we stopped here Mm -hmm. is because he says that uh, graphic novels, there are some material that is written specifically to be graphic novels. And he's actually correct. Right. Which is why we're stopping here, because... Not only is it shocking that he is correct, but he actually gave two decent examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, history of violence being one and uh, Road to Perdition being another one. However, what you don't see is that they are flashing V for Vendetta covers of single issues. And what they're right. implying is that V for Vendetta was written to be a graphic novel. And that's not the case. V for Vendetta was written as, as small pages in a magazine, like just like Sin City was. Mm-hmm which were then collected into comic book issues, which were then further collected into trade paperbacks, trade not graphic novels. So then real could quick. you consider, wait, could you consider overall the, the uh, volume of V for Vendetta as a graphic novel? Yes, you could consider that. But that is not, by definition, what we associate to be a graphic novel. That is, by definition, what we associate as a trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. What is the definition? Our definition of a graphic novel is a work that is an illustrated work that is produced. It is a single self-contained story uh, that does not have outside influence of other characters and so on and so forth. It is not part of a larger story. Uh, It is not a story that takes place in a universe full of other stories. In other words, Dark Knight is a is a. A book, although it could be in this case an Elseworlds book, um, meaning that it is these characters, but perhaps in a different universe than the one that we're used to, it does contain characters that have ongoing stories. Our definition of graphic novel, single contained story, its own universe. If you're going to make a sequel, it exists in that universe. And there was a sequel, two of them, to Road to Perdition. I think I think you're missing an important point, though. Okay. Um, also, at least for me, graphic novel, uh, aside from being a single, uh, a contained story with contained characters, it also was not released. It was also not released in individual issues prior. Right, v that's for where Vendetta I was coming from. Would be a trade paperback. While it is in new characters, its own universe, its own world, 
It is a trade paperback. It is not a graphic novel. Had they released V for Vendetta, the entire story, Just in one volume, originally, originally. in the 80s mm-hmm. when it was written, and not appeared right. uh, a couple pages at a time in Warrior and was then transferred to comic mm-hmm. books, which was then collected into trade paperback, then it would be a graphic novel. Right. Does that help, Fantastic? Thanks. Okay. Let's see what else the idiot has to say. Hit him again, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> Harder. Sin City is often called a graphic novel, but originally it appeared in a comic book called Dark Horse Comics Presents, and it was eight-page story slices. They're like it was like serialized, like you'd have it like I think once a month, and then after a while, it got its own mini-series. So you had like Sin City: A Dame to Kill For, and that was a set story. And that was like you know four or five or six issues. But what happened after a while, they started collecting them into these graphic novel forms, and so now when people talk about oh, it's the Sin City graphic novel. It's like, the, you know, it's really the six issues that were collected into this book form. Why is he choosing to point Sin City out for this, but again, not V? Okay, what, well, what he said, he was correct. He was correct. He was correct right up to the point when he said they get collected into a graphic novel. Right, they get collected into a trade paperback. Right, and then, and then they're, you know, it's commonly, you know, it, it's most people consider it a graphic novel. No, most people who know what they're talking about consider it a trade paperback a collected a, a collected edition of the stories mm-hmm. that's what most people consider it right you know the people calling it graphic novel are people who are watching documentaries like this who don't know any better but remember wizard did just this thing with their list so i guess if wizard could make that association then what's to stop this this piece of garbage from making the same association? It's laziness. It's pure laziness. It's just the kind of not giving a crap attitude right. that uh, uh, that is pervasive about this culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, is it a graphic novel? Is it uh, trade paperback? Does anyone really care? Yeah, we care. We care. Why? Why is it that you can't simply take five seconds? To to uh, to figure out exactly what the culture uh, deems these things. There's a definition. There's at least, at the very least, a definition that we have that I have always associated that everyone I associate with associates with these kinds of books. Mm-hmm. And he had better now come on and say that V is exactly the same thing because V is exactly the same thing as Sin City. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's see what he It was pages that appeared as, as short four, four, five page stories, whatever it was, in Warrior Magazine, which were then collected and released as comics, which were then collected and released as trade paperbacks, not graphic novels. Right. Let's see what he has to say. Okay. Graphic novels like V for Vendetta attract filmmakers for both its mature storyline and artistic quality. Arrange a detail of six men and take her up behind the camera. I think the sort of development of the graphic novel is such an incredible thing. And to see this amazing literature combined with beautiful art, um, David Lloyd, who who illustrated the graphic novel, it's such an amazing combination and is really a very high artistic form. And I was very excited by it. And we really made this movie out of the greatest respect and admiration for, for the original graphic novel. Okay. So she's wrong. Right. Well, but with all due respect, she's Natalie Portman, not a reporter 
who's doing a story about comic books on film. Right. So what what, what essentially is happening is is uh, uh they're transformers. <laughs> <laughs> they start out as individual uh, individual issues. They get collected and probably get called to trade somewhere along the line, and then they transform into graphic novels when the individual issues are no longer available to the public, and people reading it for the first time hear about it as a graphic novel. And you There's know what? A transformation that takes place. And you know what? I agree with you because you know what? In a larger sense, in a larger sense, that's exactly what they're saying. They're saying any story that you collect into a thi- into a into a book is a graphic novel. Period. Right. It's but there's a transformation. What happens is is that somebody at whoever made V for Vendetta mm-hmm. handed Natalie Portman the trade paperback of V for Vendetta and said, "Here, read this graphic novel and see if you want to do this film." I wonder if on the new printings of it, it says a graphic novel by so by Alan Moore and so and so. Well, let's see. David Lloyd, by the way. Yes, I know. I just drew a blank there for a sec. Because, you know, sometimes they put that little tag on the front of books. I happen to have uh, one of the more recent copies. I think this is does it. Does it qualify copy. it at all on there? No. It says it says suggested for mature readers. V for Vendetta. Uh, DC Comics. Vertigo. Um, no. No indication whatsoever. I'm even looking in the, the press on the back. Uh, for any powerful story, blah, 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 Britain this, England that. Uh, no, nowhere on here does it say the V for Vendetta graphic novel. I'm looking at Sin City. Not on here either, although it does say 17 bucks as the price. But I, I was in uh, Barnes & Noble the other day. Graphic novels section with the, has a little placard, graphic novels. Like a ton of anime. Those oh, little collected uh, manga, yeah. I guess you would call them. Yeah. And on the other side of the aisle is all the trade paperbacks, collected Marvel, yep. you know, essential books, yep. all those pulp books, all of those labeled as graphic, graphic novels. novels. Yeah. Because it because it, because the the uh, the the country at large or the the society at large has decided. That the best way, and I, I started saying this before, the society at large has decided the best way to make it seem like uh, we are not children reading comic books when we're in our 30s and, and, and uh, you know, at whatever age the society has decided that we should stop reading comic books. If we're reading novels, well, then... That's that's more socially acceptable. We're reading graphic novels, and the reason you attach graphic to it, unlike what this idiot said earlier, he wants graphic to imply that something graphic is happening in no. it, like it's violent, it's graphic violence or graphic sexual it's illustrated. Uh, yeah, it's illustration that comes from graphic in this case. But if this is what we're saying now, then the boob is right. The boob started off by saying there's a connotation attached to it based on the fact that the word novel is in it. Right. No, no, but w- yes. No, I sound like an idiot. He's not right because he said that there is a connotation. There is a connotation. Right. But the problem is calling it what it isn't isn't the answer. Correct. I agree. 
You know, now they're just trying to create stuff to cover it up. And I said this then, too. Graphic novel was created to make it. I'm saying it for the third or fourth time. Graphic novel, as a term of usage, was created to make it seem like uh, for the companies to be able to collect comics together, you know, or to put out. uh, hmm, I'm about to contradict myself. You're about to contradict yourself there. Be careful. I gotta stop. Maybe we should just not say it a third time. You just said it like thirty seconds You're right. earlier. Let's see. Right, so was how are we gonna? I don't know. Well, I I, I and uh, and Natalie Portman did not say anything about the fact that this was once a comic book, right? Or before that, and oh, I I know the word now. I know the word. Okay. It was analogy. No. Anthology. <laughs> I suck. Anachronism. Anthology. Right. That V for Vendetta was an anthology. And what I'm saying about what I'm saying about this section overall of of the the uh, documentary is that uh, again here you have a guy who they present to us as a learned source of information, mm-hmm. and he is all over the place wrong with his information he's perpetuating what society has i don't know what i'm saying here say the word perpetuate he is (laughs) perpetuate he is perpetuating the uh the false he is perpetuating misinformation the scary part about this and, and this is what we talked about last week as well when we talked about the girls on film segment of the mockumentary is that you know us as uh readers us as geeks are able to look at this and pick it apart and 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 disembowel this moron but for people who are watching this that may have some sort of general genuine interest in in this medium that don't have any knowledge about it the the misinformation is just atrocious and and the thoughts conjured in their heads are just just wrong just awfully wrong right exactly exactly and it's 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 documentaries like this and people like boris kitt who just perpetuate the misinformation correct they just let it keep you know they keep supporting it and they keep saying no v is a graphic novel and then he says out of the out of the other side of his mouth he says that uh Sin City is often called a graphic novel, but actually it started as... Well, let's see what he has to say to wrap this up. All right. And, uh, and we'll go from there. And I, you know what? I feel bad for Natalie Portman. She was probably presented with it as a graphic novel. And saying, and, oh, we're going to make so a movie of this graphic continuing novel. continuing that presentation and, of the information. Well, yeah, but... Kevin, no. I think the thing that like really spoke to me was it's based on like material that was written 25 years ago and I guess it still resonates today you know the the, the piece that they wrote was written in a completely different uh, time frame and on the back of a very different kind of uh, society but the politic of the piece spoke to me a lot you know because I really feel like you know things happen in the past and they happen now and you know they'll continue to happen into the future so it was that and the material was like good material I, I could really imagine it as a you know a piece of cinema okay 
so the reason we stopped here is because this is absolutely not from this documentary. <laughs> this is James McTeague, the director of V, and this is absolutely not from this documentary. It's they bought from some other documentary. It's, no, it's like it's like they they had a piece of the making of V, and he's talking about why it is that he inspired, you know, what inspired him to want to uh, make the movie and what he felt it has, has nothing, nothing to whatsoever to do with graphic novels. Right. This is just some piece of footage that they're trying desperately to, to show you that V is a comic book movie made from the graphic novel V, and it's just wrong. It's just incredibly wrong. And they end the segment on that. Mm -hmm. It's James McTeague talking about V, and it's completely nothing whatsoever to do with the subject of graphic novels being turned into film. He's talking about why the story appealed to him to make a film. What year is this? 2006? Yeah. Yes, sir. Watchmen was written in the 80s, right? 86. 86. So 20 years later, and we still have the same freaking problem, and the material still stands. I mean, we got North Korea launching nukes, and that's what really the whole Watchmen story is about and the fear that people are under. And this guy's treating an equally as heavy storyline, or premise at least, like it's like, oh, well, you know, it, it was kind of a good story and it still pertains. Well, again, it's, it's, a, it's a common... I think it's a common trend in Hollywood, and you hear it when Natalie Portman is talking about it as well, where it's kind of like, oh, well, this was such a great graphic novel, and we're going to make a story about it. And it's like I they're on a pedestal really... talking down to the medium itself. Right. It's, it, it's because they're not in touch with the medium. It makes me sick. It's, it's just, you know what? This will be a great story and a great film to make, and he's right about that. And whatever way it had to reach or touch him in order for that film to be made, I'm supportive of that. You know, if he, you know, again, if if what he is saying on the screen during the film is more important to me than the nonsense that he says about his inspirations off the film, you know what I mean? The the film is the part of his voice that I want to hear is the film. I could care less how he got there, but once he got there, what does he do with it? That's what's important to me. Because to be honest with you. None of these guys have good things to say about it. It's Brian Singer never read an X-Men comic book. That, eh, okay. Well, that kind of sums it up right there, doesn't it? And can't yet say, he still made two really incredible X-Men movies. We can't say none of these guys. What? Uh, well, I'm saying the majority. Rodriguez. I'm saying I'm saying Natalie Portman, I'm sure, never picked up a V for Vendetta comic book, let Hugh alone Jackman. probably any other comic book. Hugh Jackman never picked up a comic book either, I'm sure he said. I'm, I'm reasonably sure he said that. It's I'm pretty sure. Patrick Stewart said in rehearse in uh, researching the role for Professor X that they sent him a shitload of comics. But that's actually another portion of the documentary we'll that there. we're going to get into next week. Next week is uh, the X Men portion of the documentary. I can't wait. But you got to have hey, Kev, we finally got a MySpace page. Ugh. It's www.myspace.com backslash Big Kev's Geek Stuff. I can't believe we sunk to this level. So go there, join up, become one of our friends. Ugh, yeah, one of our friends like that awful Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. I created MySpace. How do you, how do you know what Tom sounds like? I, I was just guessing he would sound like that.
say, it's fantastic. Natalie Portman is hot. She's particularly hot in V. I don't know why particularly more hot in V than anything else. What fucking song is this? <laughs> You're the one who chooses the song. I got three guys <laughs> sitting down sweating in the hot box here. And you got this. This was Mr. Fantastic, Big Kev, and the other guy hey. sitting around. <laughs> no, the other guy picked this song. Oh. All right. We know who to blame Jeez. now. Just ask for a song with the word hot in the title and This is what you came up with? Just popped yeah, in there. Talking about talking about it's hot in here, take off all your clothes. It just popped in there. It just popped in there and was lonely. First thing that popped there. into his head. Yeah, of course it was. He's hot, he wants to take off his clothes with the other guys. You homo. Fine. Can we, can we please? Just, can we just wrap this, please? Please. How All do right. we end this? Go ahead, sweetie. In the, Go ahead, other guy. Wrap in, it up. In the something new segment this week. I like the name. Yeah, that's the name. In the something new segment this week, we talked about the two cars that potentially could be Bumblebee and, uh, and Brawl in the Transformers film and how they are not, or how at least Bumblebee is not looking like it's going to be a Volkswagen bug. Angers the hell out of me. That's a little well. We we can't blame Volkswagen for not wanting your people right. to be associated with their right. product. It's getting hot in here. They could have made it a Twarg, <laughs> Twarg, Toreg. Their SUV. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We also talked about uh, hottie Priyanka Chopra in talks to star in writer director Joss. Whedon's film Wonder Woman. Uh, she is a big Bollywood star Ooh. from India, and um, I don't know. She looks hot. I, to me, she looks a little thin. She's got the right cans yeah. for it, but I mean, the rest of it's kind of and the long dark hair. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of eh. well. We'll have to see. They Michael Jackson her skin out yeah. a little bit, maybe, maybe, and we haven't heard the voice, so we don't right. know. We also talked about Keith Richards definitely making an appearance in Pirates of the Caribbean 3 as the father of Jack Sparrow, despite the fact that he recently fell out of a coconut tree. <laughs> and had brain surgery, yeah. didn't he? He's okay. I thought he would have been one of the undead pirates. Nope, he's going to he's gonna be Jack Sparrow. That Sparrow's was really funny, and pop. you're running over that. But running over no, that was fine. That <laughs> was the funniest line. That was the funniest line he's had. No, that was the funniest line of the show where you just hiccuped. <laughs> That was the funniest line he's had in like a month. I'm not giving it to him. Screw him. The other guy. Continue. I'm going to okay. run over all his jokes. Other guy, relax. Like a big gay Volkswagen. Right. <laughs> How about the other stuff we <laughs> did? I stink. <laughs> we also talked about Zoom's Academy for the Super Gifted by Jason Lethko becoming a film and how uh, Marvel and 20th Century Fox sued Sony Revolution over the... Uh, over the closeness, the concept of it being superpowered children yeah, in school, yeah, uh, X Men, and how I really Stupid. think it looks more like Sky High than anything else. So, yeah. catch the trailer; you can find that online. Yeah, and this is Big Kev saying, "Fuck Marvel." <laughs> I don't hate Marvel. Exactly. And uh, joke, son. We talked about no, he final. Uh, final. We talked about Fantastic Four two direction of the company and the Silver Surfer. Yes, and uh, and how it will not be Vin Diesel. Insert Vin Diesel impression here. Yo, this is and, the Silver uh, Surfer. You better get off of And how planet. he will be all CGI. Galactus is con. 
So, uh, so that was the something new portion of the show. Then we leaped with both feet uh-huh. into a discussion of the newly released Spider-Man 3 trailer. Yep. And we have labeled it a hot trailer, potentially a hot film. Sure. However, our little spoiler dashed a, a, just a bit of water on that fire for me. And uh, I'm hoping that they handle it in such a way as to not be uh, uh, overly detracting from what could be a uh, a third hit, as I as I see it. It's gonna be. It's really gonna depend on how they handle that that bit of information. I'm confident. I, I'm pretty confident. I think it's gonna be. Okay. I think they're gonna handle it right. I have full faith in Sam Raimi. And then from there, we continued to pick apart this mockumentary, as I'm calling it, uh, as they talk about graphic novels and what they aren't. Right. That would be the uh, Stars Comic Books on Film documentary, somehow produced with The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible documentary offering tons of misinformation. I have compared it to another uh, culture uh, documentary uh, made by the Nazis. I'm saying that the information in it is uh, culturally incorrect, such as uh, uh, certain cultures uh, being bad drivers because they have uh, smaller eyes, or other cultures... um, uh, not having one velvet painting in their home. Uh, wow. Other cultures who have been uh, who have been said to smell of curry uh, at all times. Well, I am imploring you that if you see if you've seen this or you know somebody that has seen this or you know anyone please. associated with it. Well, if you know someone associated with it, just kill them, please. But if you know someone who's seen this that is not a geek or th- who does not understand the geek world, please explain to them. I don't think we want anyone killed. All right, I mean, maybe, maybe they like, could just maybe like say, main, you know, hey, them. you associated with the bad documentary guy, I mean, like literally, and shake kill. your I mean, like, finger at them a figuratively little. Figuratively kill. We I mean, just like belittle you with your badness. I mean, that's the kind of killed belittle. Kill them in the virtual sense. Exactly. Really? So that someone Crash could... their funeral in the virtual world and just destroy it. What an awful callback you just made. And on that note, we cue the music.
You're hot, he's hot, she's hot, I'm hot, you're hot, he's hot, she's hot. Real hot.